Well, today marks the fifth, not the fourth, but the fifth in our sermon series, The Sacred Arts of Life, which we're using different expressions of the arts to help put us in touch with the deeper realities of life and our faith. Last week, we explored the Song of the Spirit, and today, painting on your life's canvas. Now, singing is something I thoroughly enjoy and know a little bit about. Today's art form of painting, and I have to be up front right from the beginning and say I don't know very much about it, and I can't even draw very well, even with Crayola crayons. But that's not the point. None of us have to be artists in that sense, to live out the sacred arts of life. We can learn from different expressions of the arts, and we certainly can appreciate them. Artists have an eye. They have a special eye for inner beauty, inner truth, and deeper meaning. And somehow through their gift, they're able to give outward expression. We may not always agree with their perspective. We may not even like a particular piece of art. But even such art, if taken seriously, makes us think and reflect more dearly on just what it is we do believe and what we see. In life, painting is a gift. Imagine how poor the world would be if we didn't have any paintings at all. King David, in our first Chronicles text that Cheryl read for us, certainly knew he knew that. Because when it came to making the temple, the house of the Lord, a beautiful place, Well, you heard the description of the things of silver and gold, of precious stones and marble and much, much more. And then to aid in the building and beautification of the temple, David gave a great gift. I want you to hear the last few sentences of our text again. I have a treasure of my own, of my own, gold and silver. And because of my devotion to my God and the house of my God, I give it to the house of God, 3,000 talents of gold, the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver for overlaying the walls of the house. And for all the work to be done by the artisans, gold for the things of gold and silver for the things of silver. And then he ends with this question. Who then will offer willingly, consecrating themselves today for the Lord? Painting. Painting on your life's canvas. What will we offer willingly, and how will we consecrate ourselves to the Lord? Those are not easy questions, but they have a lot to do with painting on your life's canvas. 
The sacred arts of life have to do with your life's potentiality and creativity. As artisans of faith, what will we paint on our life's canvas? Each moment we live is a new and unique moment of the universe. A moment that never was before and never will be again. The painting on your life's canvas is unique to you. What we do does make a difference. The kinds of strokes that we make and the, with the brush and touch of our lives, it paints a particular picture or painting. How we treat others, and especially those who can't do, do us any good in return, or those who can't fight back, will show up in the textures and colors of our canvas. A dear older woman was asked what she used to make her complexion so beautiful and her whole being so bright and attractive. And here's what she said. I use for my lips truth. I use for my voice kindness. I use for my eyes compassion. I use for my hands giving. I use for my figure uprightness. I use for my heart love. And I use for any who do not like me, prayer. Now that very simply is painting on your life's canvas. But our will and what we do is not all there is to the picture. Again, I acknowledge that I'm treading on thin ice here when I try to speak of what goes on for an artist. But I'm pretty sure that at times, during the process of painting, there are moments when the painting itself makes certain demands and has a life of its own that the artist doesn't completely control. Listen again to how Paul incorporated that truth of our faith through the artistic use of words. Therefore, since we're justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings. We boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces Endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. Wow. Paul knew that not everything that happens happens according to our choosing or our doing. 
suffering comes to every life. The question is, once it becomes a part of our painting, if you will, what do we do with it? Paul speaks of endurance, character, and hope. A fellow UCC clergy and friend of mine, whom I knew by the name of Bob Kemper, he's now deceased, he recounted an experience that happened to him at a time earlier in his life when he was going blind. Bob, by the way, served one of our larger churches in Western Springs just outside of Chicago. And here's what he shared from that time. He said, the doctor looked at me straight on and said, Mr. Kemper, I've studied all your tests and reports, and you have a form of macular degeneration. There's an 80% chance that it's going to stay the way it is forever. There's a 10% chance that it's going to worsen, and there's a 10% chance that it'll get better, slightly. You will not go totally blind, but the damage to your central vision is permanent, irreparable, and irrevocable. There is nothing more we can do for you. But Doc, he said, what do I do now? And the doctor replied, you learn to live with it. You learn to live with it. Well, not only did Bob learn to live with it, he went on being a faithful minister of one of our churches, and he also went on to write a book entitled An Elephant's Ballet. An Elephant's Ballet that described his journey of going blind. The book is also about faith and an enduring sense of hope. Suffering comes to every life. Suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. What will the painting of your life's canvas be? I thought about seeing if I could find an artist who would be up here doing something creative behind the scenes and then turn it around at the end of the service so you could see it, but um, I thought it would be too much of a distraction. But you've seen TV shows and other things that do that. What I'm going to ask you to do is just in your own mind's eye, if you can, imagine a painting you've ever seen of Jesus. If you've been to art galleries or other places, you've probably seen some really fantastic paintings of Jesus. Maybe a painting of the baby Jesus, like on our triptych out in the entryway. Or maybe a, a painting of Jesus' baptism and the Holy Spirit alighting upon him. Maybe a painting of Jesus healing someone. Or a painting where Jesus is teaching if you've ever seen such paintings, surely you've seen paintings that express the suffering of Jesus. 
And I bet every one of us practically can envision the painting of The Last Supper by Da Vinci or Rembrandt. Can you see one of those pictures in your mind? Just seeing something reflected of Jesus in that picture. When I think of the Last Supper painting, that's precisely what we're going to do in just a little while when we celebrate and share in communion. We will emphasize Jesus through the bread and the cup. The bread and wine represent his broken body and his blood, his suffering. Over the centuries, artists have tried to capture Christ's character on his life's canvas. Uh, Captured isn't really the right word. Illumined is better. The light of God's love brought into the world in Christ It never stops coming, and neither do the images. Jesus, through extending his hand with bread and offering himself and consecrating himself using his gifts. As King David said in 1 Chronicles, Who then will offer willingly? consecrating themselves today to the Lord. What will be the painting of your life's canvas? Will it also be an open, giving, and extending hand? Or will it be a tight, clutching, grasping hand, trying to hold on to All the security we can. The painting on your life's canvas is partly what you do and partly what happens to you and how you handle it. Suffering comes to every life. Yet by faith we know that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. A hope which will not disappoint. Because God's love has been poured out to us through this incredible communion with Christ. To be in union with Christ. I want to close with a piece called Life by William Ward which offers some additional word images for painting on your life's canvas. The adventure of life is to learn. The purpose of life is to grow. The nature of life is to change. The challenge of life is to overcome. The essence of life is to care. The opportunity of life is to serve. The secret of life is to dare. The spice of life is to befriend. The beauty of life is to give, and the joy of life is to love. To love. Painting on your life's canvas. May our life's painting be blended 
with the stroke and the brush of the master painter in communion. All for the glory and love of God. Amen.